premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Ruscello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And folks, you know, it's always my prayer that wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, folks, welcome to the Sunday live broadcast of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And uh, we're going to have a pretty interesting uh, message for you today. We're going to be talking about faith, the importance of faith, the essence of faith. And we'll be getting into that study in just a little bit. Uh, but folks, before we get started, uh, just a couple of quick things. I'm going to ask you, first of all, to pray for me because I got a little bit of a scratchy voice going on today. So I got my tea, I have my water, I'm good to go here on my end. So just pray for me as we get through this. And the other thing I want to tell you is, uh, so before the show, usually about maybe a half an hour or so before the show, I send out a group text or a bunch of texts to, uh, friends, family, and so on, just to let them know that we're doing the show at, uh, Three o'clock Central Time, four o'clock Eastern Time. Most of the folks that I send a text out to are local. I got a few that are up on the East Coast, uh, like my family, especially. So, of course, you know, I send out this message to let them all know that we're doing the show. And my sister texts back that uh, that she's in the middle of making Sunday dinner. Now, unless you grew up in an Italian family from New York, you might not know what it's meant by I'm cooking Sunday dinner. So the text was followed up with this picture of this big pot of sauce, the gravy, you know, and, oh man, that's not what I wanted to see before we, uh, before we hit that live button on the panel here. Um, cause now I'm hungry. Now I want a sauce <laughs> and, um, kind of fiending getting back to New York just so I can just have some of that really good home cooked from the bottom up gravy. It's just no other way to describe it. And I come from a family of fantastic cooks. So, and it kind of rubbed off on me, except I think I'm a little bit better than, than my sister is. And, uh, uh, hopefully she's not listening to this live. She'll listen to it later and you know, I won't get any blowback from it because she missed it live. But, uh, so, so yes, yeah, so I got a little distracted by that before we got started there. So, but, um, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so before we get into the study, uh, why don't you head on over to sort of the spirit podcast.com. And when you get over there, uh, as usual, uh, I'm going to ask you to send us over a message, click over onto that contact section and, uh, just fill out that little web form and send it off. Um, but you know, if you don't like to use the web forms, that's fine. I'm not crazy about them myself, but, uh, we set up an email address that you can reach me directly. And that's info at sort of the spirit com. 
And then, of course, while you're on the website, I'm going to ask you to look for that support this podcast button. Uh, and, you know, if the Lord's been leading you to do so, if it's something that you've been praying about, if you really want to be an active part in this ministry and these podcasts and these live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, would you please consider uh, supporting us on a monthly basis, on a recurring monthly basis? We set it up for $0.99 cents a month, four ninety nine a month, and nine ninety nine a month. Uh, I know the economy's hard, and it's tough on folks to uh, to come up with some extra money for things. But uh, if you're able to make a one-time contribution, you can do that also by clicking on the Waygiver button, and you can give an anonymous uh, contribution to what we're trying to do here. And so what are we trying to do? Well, we're trying to get enough money together so we can buy a few cases of Bibles so we can give them out. And that's really important. It's very, very important, especially today. And I'm going to tell you about a little something a little later on uh, when it comes to the Bible and just as a demonstration, how important it is that, uh, that we try to meet this goal. So pray about it. If the Lord leads you to do it, I really would be so very, very thankful for it. Um, at this point, I also like to say thank you, of course, to every single one of our listeners that pray for us on a, on a daily, everyday basis. Thank you so much. Nothing makes me happier than when I open up my emails for the show and I see emails from some of our listeners who are just sending me this couple of little words. We're praying for you. Well, I'm praying for you, brother. God bless you. I'm praying for you. You know, that really does mean so much to me. It means more to me than you can possibly imagine to know that you folks are out there praying uh, for me and for the show. It's, it's really a blessing because, you know, I do pray for you guys. I may not know you. I may not know your names. I may not know everybody that's listening, but I do pray for everybody that listens. So thank you so much for your prayers. I do covet those prayers. And of course, I want to say thank you to everybody who supports us financially And, of course, to every single one of you who tune in every time there's a a live show or uh, one of the shows gets uploaded to our platforms, uh, the numbers of downloads and plays has just jumped tremendously, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, So, folks, please continue to listen, continue to pray, and if you're able to support us uh, financially, uh, that would be a tremendous blessing also. Uh, we also want to take this time to uh, once again welcome the folks listening on uh, Contra Radio Network. Uh, you can find them on their website at crn.best uh, and all the platforms that they're associated with. Welcome, guys. And uh, like I said last week, make yourself at home. Uh, we've got a really great bunch of folks here, so welcome on, welcome in. All right, folks. Also, we I want to talk to you a little bit about our uh, upcoming uh, political news commentary uh, podcast that we'll be launching sometime in November. It's the Mighty Righty podcast. So um, if you're interested in those types of things, uh, just head on over to uh, to Good Pods, especially. I'm going to talk about them in a second uh, and subscribe there. Okay, we're uh, Mighty Righty is already on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and of course, Good Pods. So, uh, just anywhere you're on a major platform, you could just subscribe right there. That would be great. Now, Good Pods, I told you last week, I'm going to tell you again this week, I am not a paid endorser of uh, Good Pods. I'm not on their payroll or in any way, 
But Good Paws just continues to impress me with the level of commitment they have to making a good, stable platform for podcasters, especially indie pod- podcasters, which in a way you would say that we are. We're an indie podcast because we're not financially supported by any major corporations or anything like that. This is just this is just us. So, um, so it's a great platform for organically growing your listeners and your uh, community. It's it's a great app, great service. I I love being on there, and I'm very very thankful uh, for the opportunity to be on there. So, if you don't have a Good Pods account, go get one. And when you get one, it's free. And when you get one, make sure that the first podcast that you've subscribed to is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and of course, the Mighty Righty podcast. Okay, good. Now, if you're in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good, solid King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, would you please consider visiting First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? Uh, First Baptist Church meets at 664 North Monroe. The Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m. The worship service begins at 11 a.m. The Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and the Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information on First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, you can go to their uh, Facebook page. Just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and then once you get over there, you'll find tons of helpful information. And, of course, you'll also find episodes of this podcast. We're very thankful uh, that uh, Pastor Monk and uh, the, the folks over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass allow us to use their platform uh, to to run these podcasts uh, when they're uploaded. So thank you very much for that. And, uh, you know, folks, like I told you, we're on most of the major podcasting platforms. So wherever it is that you're listening to us, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's very, very important, very important to spread the gospel right now. I truly believe, I told you before, and I'll keep on telling you, I truly believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is ready to come. And uh, it could be any day now, any moment now. It could be before we finish the show. And that would be just fine by me. So uh, it's very important. So don't forget, like, subscribe, share with your friends, your family, and your followers. And it's also important to like and subscribe it and to share to it, to subscribe to it and share it. I'll figure out the English language one day Uh, because when you do that, it boosts the algorithm algorithm of the show so that when people do searches for it. So, for example, if somebody searches for, you know, King James uh, Bible study podcast, we're one of the shows that will pop up, may not be the top one, but will pop up. And that way we can get the message that we're teaching out to more more people so it's very important so like subscribe and share it okay great now uh, I do have some announcements that I want to get into and I've been kind of holding on to this one this is really exciting this first one and uh, it's definitely a first for us on the show so just a little bit bit before we went to air I received an email from a man named Trevor and This is what Trevor wrote, Pastor Joe, thank you so much for your ministry. Thank you so much for your podcasts. I was recently saved after listening to two of your shows, Are You Saved and God's Judgments. 
Thank you so much for those podcasts. I learned so much, and I was put under such conviction that I had to call on the Lord Jesus Christ to save me. Thank you so much. God bless you, and keep it up. Amen. Amen to that. Trevor, thank you so much for that email. Uh, God, you are so good. He is so good. And I am just so thankful for that. So, Trevor, if you're listening, whether it's live or if you're listening to it later on as a podcast, uh, send me your, uh, your regular mail information, and I'm going to send you a Bible. Okay? So, Trevor, again, God bless you. Thank you so much for your email. Thank you for letting us know. And that's just a, an amazing way to get the show going today. Wow. <laughs> so, folks... This is why it's so important, like I said earlier, to, um, to, if, to be an active part in the ministry and contribute if you can. I mean, if you can't do it financially, at least prayerfully, okay? It's so, so important, and thank God for, for Trevor. Thank you so much, Trevor. All right, folks, so also we have some new supporters, and uh, we're going to get over to that right now. So we'd like to say thank you to uh, Carl, Laura, and Joseph, which is a great name, by the way, <clears throat> great name. Uh, there is actually a verse in the Proverbs that says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. So to Carl, Laura, and Joseph, thank you so much for your contribution, your monthly contribution. All right. <laughs> never gets old. I'm sorry. It never gets old. Uh, praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for Trevor. And wow, just a lot of great things going on. Oh, and what's this? Ah, look at that. I just got an email that uh, we had an anonymous gift uh, given to us for $10 on Waygiver. Well, praise the Lord. So anonymous, thank you so much for that. Uh, God bless you for it if you're listening. Wow, that's just great. Fantastic. What a way to go. Whew, this is awesome. I'm, I'm excited. This is great. All right. Um, so uh, on with the announcements. So live broadcasts on Spreaker, as you know, Saturdays uh, when we have a guest at uh, 3 p.m., Sunday at 3 p.m., and Thursday at 7 p.m., all central time. And speaking of Saturdays, uh, we did confirm a guest for this coming Saturday October the 22nd at 3 p.m., uh, we will be continuing, uh, we will be interviewing Ruben Ortega Landa, uh, with who we were supposed to interview on the first, but due to scheduling conflicts, we weren't able to do that. Uh, we touched base. It's confirmed now we're going to be doing uh, our interview on Saturday, October the 22nd at 3 p.m. Central Time. So if you can listen in on that, that will be great. He'll be calling in. And it will be a blessing. And one of the great things that I'm looking forward to talking with Ruben about is Ruben uh, used to do a, uh, a YouTube uh, Bible study with a, in, in, the Sp in Spanish language with uh, some of his friends. And, um, you know, uh, he had shown it to me, and I'm trying to convince him to send me a link to it so I can rip some audio from it and tease him with it. But uh, I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, and the other great thing is that Ruben is actually, and it's going to be a very interesting discussion. Ruben is uh, um, 
a five-point Calvinist, all right? And we spoke the other day, and he kind of alluded to the fact that his position might be changing on that. So praise the Lord for that. And that's something that we're going to talk about on Saturday. So uh, if you can, tune in Saturday, 3 p.m., right here, live on Spreaker, or you can listen in on our website, sortofthespiritpodcast.com. All right, folks, don't forget also to sign up for the programming announcements uh, in the subscription box on the bottom of our homepage. Uh, with that, it's just simply what it is. It's just uh, an email that will get sent out to you to let you know when we're going on the air, uh, any programming changes, times, if we're not going to be able to do a live show. All that information will be rolled into those uh, programming announcement emails, and you're not going to get spammed. I'm not selling off anybody's information. You're only going to get the notification about the shows and what's relevant to that. All right, so folks, if you don't, if you want those uh, those updates, please go right ahead and sign up for the programming announcements. All right, so what we're going to do here is we're going to take a break and uh, get into to the spirit of the uh, of the moment of the study of our little service here. And before we get into the prayer requests, so we'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Be thou my vision, O Lord, 
I know I say about it, every song I play is <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, definitely, without a doubt, Be Thou My Vision. And that was uh, performed by the Steve Pettit Evangelistic Team. I've had the privilege of actually um, uh, meeting uh, Brother, Brother Pettit and hearing him preach and hearing his evangelistic team perform these songs live. Uh, just tremendous, tremendously blessed of God with the talent uh, to perform like this and just spot on with the preaching, just really, really, really good. So, uh, so yeah, the, one of my favorites. All right, folks. So with that, let's get into our prayer list. Okay. So first and foremost, every time we get together, we pray for the salvation of folks and, um, uh, today is no different. So we're going to continue here to pray for, for my mom, uh, my mom needs to get saved, and so does my sister. It doesn't matter how good of a sauce she makes, it, she has to get saved. Uh, a good sauce is not going to get her into heaven. So I hope she's listening and she hears this. Um, we also want to pray for my adorable little granddaughter, Carmela, uh, out there in New Jersey. Uh, we want to pray for her, uh, that she gets saved. And, of course, we're praying still for David back in New York City. Um David, as you know, is a, somebody that I knew and know uh, for a good portion of my life, a good friend of mine, uh, and uh, he needs to get saved. So we're going to pray for them, uh, and uh, we're going to pray that the Lord touches them. And we're also going to give uh, a praise uh, for Trevor, who, as I mentioned earlier, uh, came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as a Savior as a result of listening to uh, a couple of the messages we have on our uh, playlist. So uh, we want to be thankful for that. Lord Heavenly Father, we want to lift up my mom, my sister, my, my granddaughter, Carmela, and David to you today in prayer. Father, we just ask you just to work a mighty work in them. Draw them to yourself. Put them under the hearing and the teaching and the preaching of your holy word. Lord, uh, I pray that you would just cleanse them and wash them with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, that, that they would be saved. But I can pray that all that I want. It's not going to happen unless they are willing to accept that gift. So, Father, we just pray that uh, you would just move in their lives and draw them to yourselves. And uh, that, uh, that, Lord, they would just call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Father, we also want to say thank you for Trevor. And, Lord, we just uh, pray that uh, he'd reach out and we'd be able to get him a Bible. And, Father, we're thankful for that. And we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, moving down the list, we're going to get over to our sick list. Now, uh, we're still praying for Pastor Martin. 
I I cannot help but brag on Pastor Martin. Uh, Pastor Martin is 88 years old up in Ohio. Uh, he can barely see, and yet he reads 10 chapters out of his Bible every day. And at 88 years old, he still goes out street preaching. Can you can you imagine that? 88 and still street preaching, and that's that's a shame on us. That's a shame on us if we're not doing enough for the Lord Jesus Christ. So we want to pray for Pastor Martin for his eyesight. We want to pray for his health, uh, his blood pressure, his uh, eczema that he's dealing with, and also that he's going to adjust appropriately to the medications that he's on. We're also praying for my mom. Uh, Not only does she need to be saved, but mom also is uh, dealing with uh, what seems to be an upper respiratory infection. So we want to pray for my mom that uh, the Lord would work in her and uh, and and uh, restore her health. We're praying, of course, for Bernice. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Bernice is a uh, is a faithful sister in our church uh, here in Eagle Pass, and she has been battling cancer well for as long as I know her, and uh, um, she has just recently finished a round of radiation, and now she's starting chemo again. And so we're going to just keep Bernice in prayer. Uh, from what I understand, the uh, cancer is in the liver, and she has a tumor on her back, her spine. So we want to continue to pray for Bernice, uh, that the Lord would work and just bring healing to her body and give her grace. And, uh, of course, you know, with Bernice, we're praying for her mom and uh, her aunt as well, who also have some health concerns that they're in need of prayer for. Uh, we're going to pray for Alan, uh, Alan, who was recently diagnosed with prostate cancer. Uh, we did get some good news back, though. Al, the, uh, Alan had gone for some tests to see just how far the cancer has gone. And the good news is that the cancer has not spread. So thank you to God for that, because um, that's something that I've been praying for. And I know that his family's been praying for uh, outside of what we've announced here on the show. But uh, we're thankful for that. So we're going to keep uh, Alan in prayer as well. And also on the 27th, they have to make a decision on what they're going to do as far as the treatments go. Uh, we're still praying for Kelani, uh, for her uh, health needs. Uh, Bernard Mowry is going for a back surgery. So we're going to keep him in prayer. Anything to do with your back, uh, and surgery is dangerous because, you know, it just takes one little slip and uh, it could open up a world of other troubles. So we want to pray for the doctors that uh, that they would be able to use their God-given skills to uh, properly uh, perform the surgery and uh, help Mr. Maori get back up on his feet. Uh, we're also praying for uh, Mrs. Hessel, who has or uh, uh, recovering from a broken ankle. Uh, we're praying also for the Mowers. Uh, Mrs. Maurer with a broken ankle as well, uh, and her husband also with back problems. Uh, we're praying still for uh, Sarah, uh, for the wisdom teeth extraction that she's going to be going for. Not only that uh, it would go well, but also it wouldn't uh, uh, impact her with uh, in the finances of it uh, too hard. And we're going to pray for, we're still praying for Sophia, uh, I haven't gotten an update. I know that she was going to be using a, uh, a heart monitor for 24 hours, and that was Thursday, Friday. 
Uh, I don't have an update on that, but uh, we're going to continue to pray for her for dealing with an irregular heartbeat. And then uh, another broken ankle. Uh, this one is Cassie. We're going to pray for her as well. And uh, so, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that we can approach the throne of grace, and we want to thank you, Father, that you do hear our prayers. Lord, we want to lift up all these folks that are on our pra- our sick list, Lord. We just pray that you would just work in them, and Father, we pray that you would just touch each one of them, and you'd bring healing to their bodies, Lord, that you would give each of them grace, uh, that particular grace that they need to handle these situations that they're confronted with. Father, we just uh, thank you so much that you are the great physician, and Lord, that you can override any anything in these in these sick lists uh, that that these folks have. And Father, we commit this all to you, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, and moving on, we're also going to be praying for George uh, for the contract bids. I don't have an update on that, unfortunately, either. Uh, we're also praying for Robert, who's a uh, National Guardsman working on the border. Uh, he, he visits our church on a regular basis when his schedule permits. And uh, I've spoken to Robert. He's, he's, a, he's a good brother in Christ, and we want to pray for him and for his colleagues on the border. Uh, we're also praying for uh, uh, Janice Whitehead, who has uh, lost her husband. We want to pray that uh, the Lord would just bring comfort and grace there. Uh, we're continuing to pray for Angel, uh, for her pregnancy. Uh, we have, uh, Dan and Jim Hall with unspoken prayer requests. Uh, we're going to lift them up as well. And of course, we want to pray for all of the border patrol agents, national guardsmen, law enforcement, local and state that are working out here on the border, uh, to try to keep it under control, uh, to limit the impact of it, uh, of the mass of people coming in and, um, and trying to keep us all safe here in Eagle Pass and elsewhere uh, along the border that they're serving. So, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you again, Lord, that we can approach the throne of grace. And, Lord, we do lift up George for his contract renewals. We lift up Robert working down the border. We want to pray, Lord, that you would just protect him, hedge him about, and, Lord, help uh, help to keep them in good spirits as they're out there working and performing the tasks that you've laid out before them. Lord, we're also praying for all the Border Patrol agents, National Guardsmen, and law enforcement working along the border. We're lifting them up to you as well for their protection, for their safety. And, Lord, uh, that you would just give them the abilities to perform the jobs that they've been assigned. Lord, we're praying for uh, Janice Whitehead. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would just give her grace and you would bring comfort to her heart as uh, she deals with the loss of her her husband. And, Lord, we also want to pray for Angel and for her pregnancy, and Lord, for the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Father God, we just pray that you would just um, just meet those needs that we have and that we've presented to you, and even those needs that we may not have actually even realized that we have a need for. And Father, we just ask you to answer all of these prayers according to your perfect will for our lives, and we will thank you for it, and we will praise you and bless you for it. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Now, folks, if you have any prayer requests uh, or if I've missed something on the list here, would you please uh, email me at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and I'll make sure to get them added to the prayer list, and uh, we'll get them covered the next time we're together. All right, uh, so we have a question that came in, uh, and this has to be somebody that knows me, <laughs> so... Uh, 
it's a gr it's a good question, uh, and I'm not going to answer it today because I want to have uh, some scripture on hand that I can back up these positions on and other information as well. Uh, so I will address this question on Thursday night, Lord willing, and so we'll hold it off until then. All right, folks, so uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to take our usual short break. This will give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, grab a cup of coffee or a bottle of water, and when we come back, we're going to be getting into today's Bible study, or actually today's message, on the essence of faith. We'll be right back. This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Joe Russiello, and this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And this is our live Sunday message, our live Sunday service, if you will, our live Sunday show. And uh, we're going to get into uh, the subject of faith. It's an interesting subject. It's an important subject. And, uh, and we're going to go to a few places this morning, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to start over here in the book of Mark. So if you would, uh, grab your King James Bible and head on over to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. And while you're turning there, I'm going to take a sip of my not-so-delicious-today green tea uh, out of my Sword of the Spirit podcast hot beverage mug, which will be coming shortly. All right, uh, Mark chapter 11. I find a lot of fascination with this little story. All right, verse number 12. Mark chapter 11, verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Well, the he here is Jesus. And, um, you know, I find comfort in the humanity of Jesus. You know, he got hungry, he got hungry too, you know. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came to it, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, 
no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Well, as we're about to see here, Jesus put a curse on a fig tree. But what's particularly fascinating about it is that it wasn't time for figs. And don't you find that a little bit odd? I mean, that would be like cursing an apple tree for not having apples on it in February. It's a real strange passage of Scripture, actually. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe it's a subject for a future sermon. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, let's skip down to verse 20. Mark 11, verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw a fig tree dried up from the roots. Well, that certainly didn't take long, did it? And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And then Jesus, he followed that up with really the strangest answer, not, not, not an answer that you would expect. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Now, don't you find that a little peculiar? I do. I mean, you know, we've got a cursed fig tree dried right up from the roots. Well, what do you think about that, Lord? Have faith in God. <laughs> you know, Jesus periodically answered the disciples with, you know, unusual answers. And I think that this is one of those occasions. Have faith in God. Now, there is an explanation, and it's a very fascinating one, about Jesus cursing a fig tree when it wasn't time for the figs. Uh, and by the way, this is a little addendum. I'm just going to throw this in for free. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever amount to anything or if I'll ever do anything with it, but I really have of late become fascinated with foods in the Bible that God speaks uh, positively about. You know, if I were a scientist, and I'm not, I would study foods that God has something positive to say about, and there are a bunch of them. You know, I have a feeling that if we ate more of the foods that God recommends, we'd be in far better health than what we are. Even though the fig tree is cursed here, there are a lot of positive elements in figs. You know, I heard on, uh, heard on the radio uh, some time ago an advertisement by a former pastor who uncovered some secret Bible code to get rich. Well, if you subscribe to this guy's system, you could get rich. Have you heard that one? That's what he tells everybody. You know, I, the secret Bible code to get rich, and if you subscribe to my system, you too could get rich. Well, I know who's getting wealthy out of that deal. <laughs> it's not going to be you. It's that guy right there, right? So what I was thinking is I could develop my own scheme of food to make you well and market that thing, and then I would get wealthy, right? Well, there's only one problem with that. And the problem is with that old Bible of ours. Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that he that would be rich falleth into a snare. Now, I'm trying to avoid snares. <laughs> Amen. And I hope you are too. So maybe what I'll do is I'll just do it for our benefit. What do you think? And, uh, and we can see how that all works out for us, right? So it'll be good. It'll be okay. So Jesus here said, have faith in God. And that's a pretty good admonition. Regardless of the context, uh, that, that's something that all of us sh should desire to have, right? We should all desire to have more faith. So if someone approached you today and said that they had a faith meter, 
And that faith meter reads on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. Uh, And before they plugged it in your ear and pushed the button to find out how you register on the faith meter, and they asked you, so what do you think? What do you think your, your guess would be? If you had to evaluate your own faith, if you had to come up with a guess as to what level of faith you have on that scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate yourself? God said, have faith in God. So how much faith do you think you have? Would it be a 1? Would it be a minus 1, a 3, a 6, or a 9? What would it be? What would be your faith scale? And I want you to think about that while we kind of work our way through this message, because Jesus Christ said, have faith in God. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this time that we're meeting together, Lord. I want to thank you for each one that's listening. Uh, And Father, I pray that you would use this message to minister to any of those that under the sound of my voice that might be struggling uh, with their faith, that might have questions about their faith. And I pray, Lord, that you would use this message in a mighty way. And I'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So have faith in God. Christianity is unique in that. Uh, and 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 I mean Bible Christianity not so-called Christianity. Bible Christianity is unique in that the whole thing, the whole thing is predicated upon faith. God has asked you to believe in someone you've never met physically, right? And that's faith. God has asked you to believe a story about the shed blood of Jesus Christ that you've never observed. God's asked you to believe in a resurrection that you never participated in. God has asked you to believe a lot of things about the future that you have really no way to to, to really wrap your brain around except to say, well, God said it. I have to believe it. So Christianity is unique in that the whole platform, the whole launching pad for the reason that we're here today or any other day is all built upon faith. So what's your faith meter telling you? You know, there are some there are some things about faith that we need to understand. So let's get into the the great faith chapter in the word of God. And you know what that is, right? That's Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 is is God's hall of fame in regards to faith. I like to call it God's hall of faith. The book of Hebrews is one of the three bridges in the New Testament. It's the last bridge bridging from the church to Israel. All right? This is dispensationalism. All right? Israel is the predominant subject of Hebrews. Hebrews is addressed to, well, Hebrews. Right? So what's God so what God is doing in the book of Hebrews is well, number 1, he's trying to get a bunch of Hebrew people through a great tribulation. They're going to be relentlessly pursued and persecuted. The Antichrist is going to do everything in his power to eliminate Israel. And you find a great deal of that mentality in the world today, don't we? Don't we? Uh, Iran has been very vocal. They have made absolutely no secret of their desire to exterminate Israel. So that mentality is in the world today. 
God, in part, had written Hebrews to get some people through a very difficult time. So he encouraged them, among other things, in Hebrews chapter 11, to have faith. So in other words, let your faith help you believe that there's a solution at the end of this great tribulation. There's something better coming. We observe that the theme of the book of Hebrews is that better things are coming. Another theme is rest. There's a rest coming. He's talking about the millennial rest. So these people, more than anyone in the church age, corporately as a group of people, need to know about faith. They need to be encouraged in their faith. Well, God said in Mark 11, have faith in God. So that's an ingredient that all of us need, is it not? That's something that we all can benefit from. Faith. What's your faith meter saying? Well, the first thing that I observe in Hebrews chapter 11 and in verse 7 is this. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So one example that God uses is old Noah. He, used, he said Noah did so and so and such and such. So the first thing I observe about faith is that faith serves. Faith serves. People say, oh, I have great faith. Okay, well, let's look at your faith. Let's put your faith under the microscope. Let's take a long look at the molecular structure of your faith. Faith serves. Do you know what old Noah did? For 120 years, he was involved in a building program. Now, I personally have never been through a building program. I just can't even imagine what it would be like, let alone one that lasted 120 years. I mean, talk about wanting to slit your wrist. For 120 years, faith kept getting Noah out of bed every morning. Faith propelled Noah to drag his three sons out to the building site every day. And don't you know, knowing what humanity is like, don't you know that they, that they griped and complained and bellyached the whole time? Why are we doing this again, Dad? Well, we're doing this because God said it's going to rain. Now, you need to understand that up until that time, it had never rained. God watered the earth from a mist, so they never saw rain. They didn't understand what rain was. They never saw hurricanes or tornadoes and all the things that go along with them. They never observed a flood. Noah just kept telling them, God said it was going to rain. I mean, I'm sure, and don't you know that about five years into that building program, those boys looked at him one day and said, the old man has lost it. Your kids never said that about you, did they? I know mine have. The old man is nuts. It's going to rain, boys, and the reason why I know it's going to rain is because God said it. So for 120 years, for 120 years, not only was Noah engaged in a building program, but the Bible also tells us that he was a preacher of righteousness. So, periodic, so periodically, if not daily, and, uh, and I mean, don't you know, I mean, don't you know that some of the people of that locale came to watch this whole project going up. And believe me, I, believe, I am sure 
that they ridiculed and then they mocked him. And then he became the brunt of more jokes than you could possibly imagine. You know, today we have all kinds of jokes. None of them are politically correct. And so, you know, people are too afraid now to, to, to say things like this. Everybody's just too sensitive on things. But, you know, there are Polish jokes, Irish jokes, all kinds of ethnic, ethnic, ethnic jokes. I'll be able to say it one day. But in those days, you bet it was old Noah jokes. If you wanted to portray somebody as being mentally insufficient, it was a Noah joke. Noah relentlessly, without embarrassment, stood upon the bow of that partially completed ship and preached and preached and preached to those people. He preached, judgment is coming. God said it was coming. Don't you know that it's coming? You talk about service. Faith serves. Faith serves. But that's not the only illustration that God uses. Look down further in the chapter. Chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Mo Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If anybody had it made, it was Moses. You know, this guy was like, all over Twitter and Facebook, the internet and television and all that, you know, he had the opportunity to be the most celebrated celebrity of his day. And he made a choice. That choice was that I'm going to turn my back on all of that. I'm going to turn my back on the Grammys. I'm going to turn my back on American Idol. I'm going to turn my back on wealth and fame. I'm going to turn my back on all of that, and I'm going to choose, rather, to identify with God's beleaguered people. They were slaves. Slaves. Let's read on. Verse 26. Esteeming the reproach, the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who was invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest, that he, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assaying to do were drowned. So phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishments are given to the credit of Moses, humanly speaking. But it was all because of faith. He served in an incredible kind of way. But what motivated him to do that? Faith. Faith. People say, I have great faith. Well, you know, talk is cheap. Talk doesn't mean a whole lot. God says, don't talk. Show me. Show me your faith. Illustrate your faith. So Moses certainly did, certainly did that. Look down to verse 30 in chapter 11. Verse 30 in chapter 11. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Now, God gives you the briefest of headlines here, but, but I'm sure you know the story. At least I hope you do. But if you don't, uh, here's the short version of it. So there's a guy back in the Old Testament by the name of Joshua. 
By then, Joshua was the leader of Israel. God said to Joshua the most remarkable thing. He said, Joshua, that big city of Jericho is blocking the entrance of this people, Israel, from entering into the promised land. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to do something very unusual, and I'm going to give you the city of Jericho. Then you can make your grand entrance into the promised land. So he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to gather up all of Israel, and I want you to have them march all around the city of Jericho in utter silence for six days. Now, don't you know that the politician said, well, we need legislation. The military people said, well, we need direct action. I mean, don't you, don't you realize, you know, Joshua found ridicule and complaints on every side. I'm sure of it. You know, people being people. Sometimes we think that those people uh, were just a bunch of dumb sheep. No, <laughs> no, not at all. They were not. They were just as hard-headed and as ornery as you and I are. Joshua said, all right, here's what we're going to do. And they proceeded to do it. But that's not all. The adversary, I'm certain, I'm sure of it. I'm sure they had a good time with all that while they stood upon the walls of that formidable city and looked down at the Israelis marching in utter silence around the city. They taunted. I'm sure they laughed and they threw rocks at ev and, and, every, and everything else you can think of. But on the seventh day, God said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to give a shout. I want you to sound the trumpet and the walls of that city are going to fall down flat. Now, NBC is very hesitant to tell you, along with ABC, CBS, and even Fox News, that archaeology, archaeology has verified that very thing. Now, I don't know about I don't know about you, but I don't know if my faith is strong enough for me to tell you that next Sunday God is going to give us something and I want for all of you all I want for you guys to do is is uh, to convene in a certain spot in a certain time and in full view of the public and we're going to march around it for 6 days. I don't know if I don't <laughs> faith is strong enough for that. But here's Joshua. Uh Hebrews 11 and verse 32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. Well, now there's Gideon, okay? Uh, remember what God said to Gideon? The Midianites are about as thick as fleas on a dog's back out there. Uh, and he says, I'm going to winnow your army down to about 300 so that you'll have no alternative but to trust me by faith. Now, Gideon was put in a, uh, a very jeopardizing military position, wasn't he? He and his tiny little army could have easily been slaughtered and annihilated literally in no time. But God had a plan all the way through it. Faith serves. Gideon went through God's plan. God often puts us in a position where we have no alternative but to accept and trust him. Faith serves. How's your faith meter doing right now? Do you have any venues of service or avenues of service? 
Do you have any uh, programs of service in your life? Faith serves. Faith serves. But that's not all. Faith supplies. Not only does faith serve, but faith is a great supplier. Would you take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 4? Philippians chapter 4, please. Faith serves oftentimes in the most difficult of circumstances. Faith serves. But you see, faith also supplies. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, we read, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Well, that's a mouthful. <laughs> have you learned, no matter where you are, no matter whatever state you're in, therewith to be content? That's not always easy. It's not. But one thing I observe about that is that uh, it's a learning process. You know, it doesn't come floating down on a Baptist parachute from the north side of heaven. It's a learning process. Look down in verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Faith supplies. Faith supplies. I saw a note in a commentary that I really like about this verse. And uh, this is what it said. The promise is that God would supply all your needs, not your greeds. Amen. Allow me to read that to you again. The promise is that God would supply all your needs, not your greeds. You see, every man has four basic needs. Number one, it's salvation. Number two, it's the assurance of salvation. Number three is wisdom, and number four is comfort. With, with those things, he'll be able to make a living, earn money, stay in good health, and go to heaven when he dies. Money and health are not essentials. They're luxuries. They're luxuries. I like that. They're not essentials. They're luxuries. Faith supplies when you get to the bottom of the barrel. God is a great supplier. You know, the Bible is resplendent with examples of God supplying. There's the widow of Zarephath. There, there are lots of examples where people are down, literally, to the end of their rope, and all of a sudden, God comes through with supplies. And, and you know, the Bible says, My God shall supply all your needs. See, our problem here in America, in modern America, is that we've confused needs with greeds. That's what we've done. God never said anything about your greed, but he did say, I will supply for your needs. So faith supplies. Sometimes we fail to recognize, and certainly I do, that, um, is, is that it's you know, difficult circumstances are really what I need. We tend to, to, to not recognize that. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You don't grow unless you face adversity. Adversity is what compels us to seek God. So exercise the muscle of faith and grow. Sometimes what I need is not what I want, but I need it. That's not all. 
But that's not all. And we'll address the next point when we come back from this break. Amen. Welcome back, folks. This is Joe Rusiello, and you're listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Uh, we're studying faith. We're studying faith, the essence of faith. So we looked at faith serves, faith supplies, and now we're going to look at faith stands. Faith stands. Go back to the book of Ephesians, please. The book of Ephesians. You're almost there. Just go backwards a book and 
you'll be in Ephesians, and then go over to Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Faith serves. Faith supplies. Faith stands. Now in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. To stand. Verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all. So the first thing that's going to help me to stand is faith. The shield of faith. Now, real faith will make you stand for your convictions no matter what. And honestly, I don't have a lot of convictions. Okay, I have a few, mostly minor traffic violations. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, some people think uh, their preferences are convictions. I've got a lot of preferences. Okay, I do. I have a lot of preferences, but I don't have any real convictions. All right, like I don't have any convictions about what color the fabric should be on a pew. All right. Uh, of course, I would prefer they weren't pink, but I don't have any real conviction about that. It's just a preference. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people are always talking about their convictions. I, honestly, I don't have a lot of convictions. I have some real strong doctrinal convictions, though. But in reality, in reality, do you know what a conviction is? A conviction is something that you're willing to die for. That's what a conviction is. So I, I really do try to keep those at a minimum. Okay, I don't want to make that list too broad. But I have a conviction. I have a conviction that this King James Bible that's sitting here right in front of me is, in fact, the Word of God. That's a conviction. I have a conviction that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for my sins and is taking me to heaven. Those are convictions. There's absolutely no preference to it. So do you know what real faith does? Real faith will make you stand for your convictions. Now look back with me over in the book of Job. Okay, Job is just before Psalms. You can probably find Psalms because it's usually somewhere about the middle of your Bible, and then the book that precedes that is Job. Job chapter 13. Job 13. Now if anybody, if anybody was going through adversity, it certainly was Job. And if... You know the story, you know that, yeah, or you understand that, uh, that Job went through some horrific difficulties. Now, Job 13 and verse 15 says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. Now, that's a verse worthy of being underlined in your Bible or somehow marked and memorized. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Verse 16, he also shall be my salvation, for an hypocrite shall not come before him. All right, now, Job had a conviction. That conviction was, I'm going to stand on the solid rock. I'm not going to waver from that. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you know anything about Joshua, you know that that was a conviction. Elijah stood before Ahab, the king, and told him that it wouldn't rain. 
That was a conviction, and he stood by it. So faith stands. Faith stands. The problem that we have here in America and the rest of the world today is that we have less and less people with genuine convictions. You know, I appreciate the rare politician that does stand on his convictions, no matter what the polls say, no matter what the news media says. There's the rare one that says, these are my convictions. You can criticize me. You can assault me. You can make fun of me. But here are my convictions. It's really very difficult to find people like that anymore. Earlier today, I, I, I listened to a, a, a radio show that, that I, I follow, um, and uh, the interviewer interviewed uh, Mike Lee from Utah. You want to talk about a man that stands on his convictions? If you go by what he said in that interview, my oh my, you should check it out. Check it out. Uh, but it's really difficult to find people like that. It really is. You know, our forefathers that penned the Declaration of Independence signed their pledge and their honor and their very lives. They were men of conviction. The authors of the Bible, humanly speaking, are people of conviction. We have less and less conviction in America, and consequently, these you know vacillating, trendy things that are constantly manipulating all the talk shows and the news media. A guy says, I'm against abortion, period. Man, is he assaulted. I mean, he must be the devil incarnate himself. You know, I appreciate a good atheist. And let me explain the context, okay? If he's a genuine atheist, he says, I have a conviction there is no God. Do you know why I applaud that guy? I applaud that guy because... He has more faith than I do. The atheist believes that all this happened accidentally. All of this appeared because of a, of a giant explosion, you know, the Big Bang. You know, our universe appeared because of a Big Bang, and yet everything in this universe is like a giant clock and keeps perfect time. So the atheist believes that all of that happened accidentally. I'm telling you, that guy has more faith than I've got. I don't have enough faith to believe that. Do you? I don't have enough confidence to believe that. But if the guy stands on that, and that's my conviction, well, then, you know what? More power to you. I disagree with you. But if you have the faith to accept that, then that's a pocket load of faith. That's a huge amount of faith. Faith stands. Do you have some convictions that you won't waver from? That you can't be talked out of? Regardless of what the professor at the university says, you know, regardless of what the scientific intelligentsia claim, you have some convictions. You say that's it. Well, faith stands. Faith stands. But that's not all. Do you know what else faith does? Faith sings. You're looking at me like, what? <laughs> Faith sings. Look over in the book of Acts, chapter 16. Acts, chapter 16. Paul and his buddy Silas, they're out on a mission trip. They're going out, and they're doing what Paul is usually doing, preaching. Anywhere he can get a crowd, anywhere he can preach, he'll preach. He's not always received happily, 
uh, but he preaches. And this is one of those occasions. Let's pick it up in verse 22, Acts chapter 16 and verse 22. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Oh, happy day, (laughs) right? I mean, wouldn't that just make your day? I'm sure Paul and Silas are saying to all the prisoners, have a nice day. (laughs) No, I love it when people say, have a good one. You know, and I catch myself doing that too sometimes. Have a good one. I never know what one is. Verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Are you kidding me? I mean, really, are you kidding me? They've been beaten. They've been put in the stocks. And they're singing. My faith meter just went down a couple of notches. How about yours? There's only one thing that could motivate that type of behavior, and that's faith. Great faith. However the circumstances turned out, God was going to ultimately use it for the benefit and the glory of Jesus Christ. That's what they were plugged into. The psalmist talks over and over again about singing. Singing is an expression of what's inside. And that's why I've come to the conclusion that most country singers are sad. Seriously, I think most of them are sad. You know why? Because most of them are singing about something they lost. They lost their love or their horse or their saddle on his way to the Rio Grande or something, right? A lot of them, a lot of them are, when you stop to think about it, sad. But you know something? You've got a hymn book. You've got a hymn book. When you're sitting in the pew or in the, or in the seat next to you, you've got a hymn book. And that hymn book has more than 500 songs on most occasions, and they're all about the same person. They're all about Jesus Christ and what he can do for you. They're not about what you're losing. Those songs are about what you can gain, what you can find, what will help you, what will comfort you, strengthen you, and encourage you. That's what those songs are about. Faith sings. It's an expression of the heart. Now, if your faith meter is is notching up, then when when you walk into this place, and or 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 uh, or or when we say you know turn to such and such, or you know you know what your heart says, your your heart says, man, I'm into this. I like this. I need this. Turn with me over to Psalm 30. Psalm 30. You know, you think about it while you're turning over to Psalms. Psalm 30. You think about it. You know, you walk into church. Or you, you tune into a, to a show like ours where we play music, godly music, got music that lifts up the Lord Jesus Christ. How could you not get into it? That's why I play it. That's why I play the certain songs that I do is to get us into the spirit of worship. Psalm 30, Paul and Silas had great faith. They're singing after they had been beaten and thrown into prison. I mean, what kind of a mess is that? 
The only way you can explain it is in their faith. Psalm 30, verse 4. Sing unto the Lord, O you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Psalm 51. Go to Psalm 51. And verse 14. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God. Thou God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. In this psalm, David has come to the realization that God has forgiven him of a horrible, horrible transgression. Do you know what it was? Do you remember what it was? That transgression was murder. He says, God's forgiven me. I've got to sing. Go to Psalm 59. Psalm 59. And look at verse 16. Psalm 59, verse 16, but I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Go to Psalm 81. Psalm 81. I mean, you see it over and over and over again. Psalm 81. And verse 1, sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Now, for all of us that say we can't sing, God's got you covered. Amen. God's got you covered. God said, make a joyful noise. I mean, I know I can't sing. You know, you should thank God that I turn the mic off when we go to song breaks. Because sometimes I'm sitting here singing along with that. And trust me, I hear it over my headset. You don't want to hear it. Trust me when I tell you that. I mean, I can sure make noise. Now, it's up to God to say if it's joyful or not. That's <laughs> the catch. So faith sings. Faith stands. Faith supplies. Faith serves. And then there's something else about faith. And we'll come to that right after this. We'll be right back. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, we are continuing on our, in our study of faith. Faith. We've been talking about the essence of faith. And so far we've said that faith sings, faith stands, faith supplies, and faith serves. But there's something else about faith. There's something else about faith. Faith saves. Amen? Faith saves. Faith can only be as great as the object you place it in. Your faith is only as good as the object of your faith. Now, every one of us, when we go into a room, right, there's a chair you know, in, in the kitchen or your dining room or, or wherever, or even in, in here where I'm, where I'm broadcasting from you know you go into these places or even if you go into church you know you 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 go into the pew you know we all do it we all plop our 98.6 down but not any one of us ever think to look under the chair or under the pew to check out whether or not the construction was sufficient to hold us up you put your faith in that thing 
You put your confidence in it. Now, that's kind of a simple explanation of faith, but that's what faith is. Faith is only as good as the object of your faith. If you put your faith in your religion, does your religion have any cracks? Does it have any flaws? Well, then maybe your faith is on thin ice. You may be in trouble. Maybe you say your faith is in yourself. Okay, well, how about you? You know what the book says? It says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. I honestly don't have a lot of faith in me. I know me, and you know yourself. Your faith is only as good as the object of your faith. You know, somebody says, I have great faith in my church. Poor you. Poor you. You know, a lot of people say, well, I used to go to church, preacher, but I don't go anymore because of all the hypocrites down there. Well, the problem with that is, is that they had their faith in the hypocrites. The hypocrites let them down. The hypocrites failed them. Because you're isolating the hypocrites as your excuse not to serve anymore. It's just a demonstration of the fact that your faith was in the hypocrites. And that's a lousy place to put your faith. Now, let me ask you this. Has Jesus Christ ever let you down? Has Jesus Christ ever failed you? Has he ever made you one promise that you can't find some reality to? He's never let me down. I've let him down millions of times. But he's never let me down. Your faith is only as good as the object of your faith. Now, in conclusion to all of this, I'm going to start to wrap this up. I didn't realize so much time. Let me read to you about the object of my faith. Go over to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Faith saves. Faith sings. It stands. It supplies. It serves. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now here's the object of my faith, and I hope the object of your faith. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5. Philippians 2 verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and in things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord 
to the glory of God the Father. Now, every tongue. Do you know what the word every means in the original Greek? Do you? It means every. (laughs) So do you know who that includes? That includes Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, Bin Laden, Castro, Stalin, all the so-called great philosophers, you know, Socrates, Aristotle, Plato. It includes everybody. They, one day, will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's the object of my faith. He is what I put my faith in and have put my faith in to save me. Now, you talk to a guy and you ask him, are you saved? Well, I do my best. Well, you just said your faith is in you. You say, are you going to heaven when you die? Well, you know, I'm not as bad as the guy down the street. Well, what's that got to do with it? That's like the most ridiculous answer ever. You say, have you ever been born again? Well, I've been baptized. Stop and think about it. What that means is that your faith is either in you getting wet or in the guy that got you wet. Honestly, if I baptized you, the best that I can do is to keep you from drowning. Don't put your faith in me. Faith saves. When you're prepared to come to God Almighty and say, Lord, I know I cannot save myself. I cannot keep myself out of hell. I cannot get my sins forgiven through any of my own efforts. But I believe that Jesus Christ was and is and will ever be the only begotten Son of God. So I'm going to put my faith in him to forgive me and to save me. I'm going to believe that his blood can cover all of my sins and cast them as far as the east is from the west and bury them in the deepest sea, never to be remembered again. I believe that he became on the cross my substitute and my sacrifice And so all of my faith is in him. It's not me. It's not religion. It's not good works. It's just Jesus Christ. Then you've got the right object. And God will save you if you ask him. Faith saves. You know, it's a neat little alliteration. Faith saves. Then you know what will happen? God will put a song in your heart that, you'll, that you've never had before. The night that I got saved, I still had to report to work. When I walked in there, man, I don't think my feet hit the ground. I felt like I was walking on air. And let me tell you, a song was in my heart that I never had before. There's a great old hymn that says, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Man, I knew I was saved. For the first time in my life, I knew I was saved. Faith saves nothing else, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that, my friends, brings us to the end of our service for today. Now, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Uh, It really is a blessing for me to be able to do this with you guys as as frequently as we do, and in some ways as infrequently as we do. 
I wish that I was able to do it more often because I love spending this time with you in the Word of God. So thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, don't forget to check out our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And uh, again, if the Lord leads you to do so in these podcasts and, and live, uh, live shows have been any blessing to you in any way, be sure to click that support this podcast button or the Waygiver button and contribute whatever it is that you can. Help us get the Bibles out. Help us get the Word of God out. Be an active part in this ministry, and I will so thank you for it, and I know the Lord will smile upon it. Just imagine what it will be like if you get to heaven one day and some kid comes up to you and says, thank you for that Bible. So until Thursday night, folks, Lord willing, I'll see you then at 7 o'clock. May God bless you. May God keep you. And have a great, great day. You take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day. Well, that's about it, really. The film ends mainly visually.